This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast, First Take. This is my column, Allowing Hope, the Ongoing Battle for a Son's Life. Every time I speak to Per Dolan, I'm overcome with admiration. She has a tenacity, coupled with a capacity for love and compassion, that just overwhelms me. I'm also sad. Sad for her, her family, and of course, for her son, Samuel Kramer Dolan. Sam has spent the last six and a half years living mostly on the street, battling voices in his head that drive him to numb that torment with heroin and methamphetamine, which exacerbate his mental illness and, in turn, cause him to increase his self-medication. It's been a horrific seesaw between the only two choices the 32-year-old Claremont High graduate has seen for himself. And it's nearly killed him. Sam has suffered through a life-threatening bout of fungal meningitis and subsequent bilateral strokes and has been in and out of medical and psychiatric hospitals, sober living and rehab facilities more than 50 times. Since the first week of July 2021, he's been locked up in the notorious Men's Central Jail in downtown Los Angeles for a string of petty crimes, including breaking and entering and possession of controlled substances and drug paraphernalia. At first, he was placed into the jail's general population. He lasted four days there before attempting suicide. He was then moved to the jail's highest level of mental health care, a smaller cell with other prisoners also in severe crisis, where inmates are only allowed to wear a paper smock or dress. Off suicide watch, he was then moved to a gymnasium-like room with more than 100 other prisoners in 35 triple bunks, all locked inside under the 24-7 glow of fluorescent lighting with no yard time. He's been there ever since, except for occasional court appearances when he gets to see the sky. The flip side of this misery, though, is for the first time in almost seven years, Sam is sober by choice. Incarceration, his mother Per Dolan agreed, has given her son a second chance at life. This is how I sort of look at it. He's kind of traded traumas. There is, there is, of course, the physical trauma of living on the street, of the danger on the street, the poor nutrition, the exposure to elements, all those things. And, of course, the use of the drugs and the violence of the people around him. So there's the trauma of the street life, but the jail traumas are not terribly different. <laughs> you know, the, the difference is that he, he can't go anywhere. He's stuck there facing himself. Sam was back in Pomona Superior Court on Monday. He, of course, had a wonderful day because he got to get in the van and drive and be outside and see the sky and the light. And for the first time in forever, Sam got some good news in that courtroom. The judge approved him for admittance into a county-run dual diagnosis program. If things go well and he stays on the straight and narrow, he will be admitted in four to six weeks and remain six to 12 months getting help with both his mental illness and addictions. The program could turn out to be the first step back to a life free of the nightmarish Groundhog Day Sam's been locked into for almost seven years. 
and it would mean a hell of a lot to his family as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be able to give him a hug. Oh, that's so great. That's yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be wonderful. The last time she hugged her son was in the hospital last June. Sam's sobriety has also helped in other ways. His previous litany of eight medications has been reduced to two, a mild antipsychotic and an antidepressant. So that tells you how much drug use makes mental issues so much worse. One of Sam's other major medical problems, to what degree brain damage from the strokes has affected him cognitively, had not been properly assessed at the time he was jailed. And they said it takes two years to really figure out how bad is the brain damage. Well, we never got to figure that out because as soon as he was released from the hospital, he quickly started using things. Now that he's been sober for a long time, we can see, wow, he's gotten a lot better. His mother characterized Sam's current state as, quote, pretty fabulous, unquote. His sister sends him a new book every week. And he's reading them and he can talk about them. Just amazing. Sam is a grown man of 32, but can still seem very childlike due to his disabilities. I ask her how much of her boy she feels she has back now after the progress he's made over the past seven months. A lot. I mean, I, where he was as a very young adult compared to now in his 30s, we certainly have, I would say, 60 to 70% of him back. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Getting into the dual diagnosis program is a huge hurdle. But with it, Sam is going to have to shoulder the responsibility for his own outcome. If he stays sober and works hard, he might be able to get to the root of his addiction, which feeds his mental illness and vice versa. So this will be a really big test for him. And it'll be a test for us too, because the urge is going to be to rush in and try to rescue him. <laughs> we can't do that. He's going to have to live with the limitations that we put on him. And he's going to have to, to make a lot of choices every day that are going to be hard. Sam's family is still here, bruised and traumatized, just like him. But one day pretty soon, they could feasibly be together, not in a hospital or a courtroom, but around a dinner table, perhaps. Sam doesn't talk about that yet, his mother said. But she's begun to feel something she's been unable to access for many years. I didn't allow myself to have any hope for such a long time. I, I mean, just a little hope. Stay alive, you know. Mm. Enjoy some things in your life. But now I have a definitely... It's hard to say it. Just a broader hope that his life could actually get better. It does feel good, Meg. It really does. After the exhilaration of Monday's hearing, Per spent an hour in the sanctuary at Pilgrim Congregational Church, a few blocks north of the Pomona Courthouse. I just sat for a while because it just felt so big. It's really a good, a good new year. Yeah. Let's hope it's a good new year for lots of people, right? This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Thanks for listening.